You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. We're on to episode number five, and today we're going to dive a little deeper into nutrition and just overall body composition thoughts. And the reason is, is a couple of reasons why. One of my athletes recently kind of asked, what, is a, what should a 17-year-old girl athlete eat for a performance? And kind of thinking about that a little bit more, there's a lot of bad or misinformation out there. And there's just a ton of information out there, honestly. Um, if you're on Instagram or TikTok or all these different things that are feeding people information. And it's always difficult, especially for a consumer or if you're not educated on a topic, to know what is really true, what is right, what is wrong, and how to navigate that. So as a strength coach, it's kind of our job to like shuffle through all the garbage and find out what's the best information based off of the research, based off of um, practical knowledge, based off of experience, all those different things and what works and what doesn't. So before I get into that, and this is why, you know, maybe body composition is super important. There's a, a, a really well-respected strength and conditioning coach who works with primarily NBA players called Paul Fabritz. He's PJF performance on Instagram and different places. He has a program that's labeled Fat Don't Fly. I kind of joked about this with our other coach, Riley, the other day, because when I was doing our strength and conditioning program for our athletes over the summer, and I was pretty lean in terms of, you know, kind of where I live at most of the time, which is between like 188 to 193 pounds, I, my vertical jump was 27.3, which is kind of like a PR for me, right? The best I've ever done. Earlier this week, you know, with stresses, winter, and all these different things happening, I've been living at like 205, which is significantly heavier for me, you know, about 12 to 15 pounds heavier. And I went to go do my vertical jump, and my vertical jump was 24.3, three and a half inches less. So now some of that plays a role in what I've been doing for training, right? I haven't been jumping, I haven't been sprinting, I haven't been doing those things as much. And also, my body composition just isn't what it was back then. So back to the quote, like fat don't fly, right? So if you look at some of the best performers in sprints, jumps, athletic ability, basketball players, you know, like the best athletes on a football field are usually running backs, wide receivers, and defensive backs. A lot of these athletes have really lean body types and they have minimal excess body fat. So if we're looking at like body composition, they're on the leaner end, right? They have a, a high strength to body weight ratio. I think Bill Parisi from the Parisi Speed School, old school strength and conditioning coach, one of the, the first guys to be doing this kind of sports performance thing. He used to say that a pull-ups or pull-up ability directly correlates to speed. And really all he was saying is that a good strength to body weight ratio is, is a correlation to, to athletic performance and speed. And most of the time, like, yeah, kids can bench press, kids can do squats and deadlifts and things like that. But at the end of the day, they can't control their body weight because fat don't fly. So how does this relate to 
performance and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. Well, one, if we're not eating correctly, um, our performance and our energy levels will dip and we won't have the, the success we need. In addition, many athletes uh, that I work with and that I find, and, and just generally speaking across the board, have no clue on what they would be or should be eating. And this goes for adults too, not just high school athletes and the college athletes, but this is also for adults. And the problem is, is that the misinformation that we have in our industry and just as a whole, as a country, um, from poor guidance and different things that different people who have our ear and have our attention, it just kind of misconstrues a lot of the information that's out there that's really valid. So the first thing to understand is that there are three macronutrients. And I actually had this conversation with my, my eight-year-old daughter while we were grocery shopping the other day and we we're looking at food labels to find quote unquote, healthier snack alternatives for them for school versus like the traditional fruit snacks and different things that you see in the quote unquote snack aisle. But if you look at the macronutrient breakdown, macros are um, fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And that's how they're labeled on a nutrition label, fats at the top, carbohydrates kind of in the middle, bottom somewhere, and then fat uh, proteins all the way at the bottom. If we look at these breakdowns of some of these quote unquote snacks, they have like zero fat because zero fat is a, a trendy thing to have on your label. They have almost zero protein and they're full of carbohydrates, whether that's whole grains or sugar, they're both just full of carbohydrates. So then how do we find snacks or healthy alternatives that are more balanced? And when we're looking at nutrition, we want to have a balanced diet, right? We don't want to be super high in one end or we don't want to eliminate an entire macronutrient like i know there's a lot of people who are like oh you can't have carbs you can't have this you can't have that but unless you're super sedentary and you don't do a lot of stuff in terms of physical activity and you're not trying to perform at a high level then yeah maybe you don't need a lot of carbohydrates to maintain your body composition because you're not doing anything so as an athlete and as a performance athlete you definitely need carbohydrates right and you definitely need protein to rebuild. And you definitely need fat to stay full and stay satiated and all that kind of stuff. So then what are, like, how much should an athlete be eating? Now, this is very, it's varied per athlete. But, you know, like roughly speaking, you know, there, there's, depending on how, your size and different stuff and what kind of what you're looking for, there's a lot of different ideas behind this. But, you know, I have some stuff here. Maybe if you're trying to gain some weight, we should be in like the 25 to 3,500 range um, in terms of calories per day. If we're trying to lose weight, maybe, you know, 23 to 27. If you're just trying to maintain, that's going to be dependent on on you as an athlete. So if we're, but before we even get to that point, and I, I've had this conversation with members of our gym community recently, is that counting calories and counting macronutrients and things like that, that's a very high level nutritional skill. So I wouldn't say like as, an, as a young athlete who doesn't always have complete control over their nutrition habits or their, their nutrition choices based off of family and who's buying the groceries and who's doing this sort of thing, like counting the calories and counting macros isn't always going to be the easiest thing to do. And with other demands in your life, you know, whether that's schoolwork, practice times, all these different things, like it's not always going to be realistic and not overwhelming to try to do these things. Even if you're just starting on your nutrition journey in general, doing macronutrients or counting calories is super high level. It's like going to the gym for the first time in your life and trying to do, you know, uh, the most, think of the most complex movements you've ever heard of or seen before in your life and trying to do that the first day in the gym. And that's what it's like counting macros and counting calories. So while that is maybe a, a skill you want to learn over time, 
It's not something you want to do right away. The things you want to do right away are make sure that you have a protein at every meal. Now, if you don't know what proteins are, those are essentially, you know, meats and, and eggs and different things like that. They're pretty much things that are, uh, that have been alive at some point, right? So a cow, a pig, a, a chicken, a, a fish, any of those sorts of things, things that have eyes and had, had a mother, as I think, uh, John Wellburn had said before, but you want to be able to, you can eat, you want to eat some protein. Now, a good rule of thumb, I think Precision Nutrition has this hand guide and you want to have about a palm size. You know, if you're a bigger athlete, maybe a palm and a half or two palms, right? Per serving or per meal, you want to have some protein. Next, you want to add some healthy fats. Now, healthy fats include things like avocados, you know, olive oils, some nuts and seeds, some things like that, maybe some like uh, good butter, right? Some high quality like grass-fed butter, some ghee, which is a clarified butter. So those things would be classified as like a good healthy fat. You know, an almond nut butter, you know, peanut butter. Peanut butter is not a protein. Peanut butter is a fat. So for you folks who, who want to, you know, do that sort of stuff, those are the things that we're looking for. And then you also want to have some sort of carbohydrate. And there's different types of carbohydrates. There's faster carbohydrates, which are like fruits and sugars and candies, right? We want to kind of limit those. And you want to have like longer lasting carbohydrates, things that you know, will last a little bit longer in your system, like potatoes, um, sweet potatoes are great, you know, wheat products, uh, beans, they kind of like last longer, they take longer to digest, and also they have like good uh, amounts of fiber. So you want to have these kind of balanced nutritional meals, and you want to fill the rest with like fruits and some vegetables. Um, the vegetables help just digestion and help all the different things kind of keep you full for longer and all that sort of stuff. So even if we're just shooting for three meals per day, which is kind of just like a general guide, old school, kind of like three square meals. And you want to have all of those things included in those meals. You want to have a good solid protein source. You want to have uh, a good solid fat. You want to have some longer lasting carbohydrates, nothing like super high sugar or su super like simple sugars that are going to digest really fast and make you hungry again. And then you want to fill the rest with some fruits and vegetables. That's kind of the basics, right? And then once you can kind of nail that down on a consistent basis, then you can start, you know, understanding and looking at food labels and maybe looking at, you know, how many carbohydrates we're eating and how many fats we're eating and then how many proteins we're eating and then kind of get a guide there as opposed to doing it the other way around, like track what you're eating and then kind of break it down back, you know, work backwards in that sense. So then I could kind of count how many calories I am eating and then, hey, Am I gaining weight? Am I losing weight? Do I feel like I have energy? And then be reflective, be your own kind of experiment and go from there. Because if we're being, if I'm being honest, like nutrition is very, 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 very much so like person dependent. So what might work for me won't work for the person standing next to me. Even if we're doing the same exact exercise routine and we do all the same things, our bodies are very different. How we digest things is different. How our body uses things is different. So you really want to take everything that you eat and work backwards and then go from there and how you want to move forward. And if you're a young athlete listening to this, I know you're like, well, I can't always cook food or I don't always have access to this and so on and so forth, which then that brings you to like being able to like understand those macronutrients, what foods make up those macronutrients and then how do we then select those things, whether you're going to McDonald's, Chipotle, you know, Moe's or Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, there's, there's quote unquote healthier options at every location, no matter where you go out to eat. So then it's important to find out what those healthier options are. And then even if you just look at it, like I can go, you know, 
to a restaurant like a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's and find things that are healthier options. And even if, let's say, I get a double cheeseburger, right? You're getting a lot of protein. You're getting fat from the, the, the meat and the cheese and so on and so forth. And then maybe, you know, you don't eat the whole bun, right? I do that a lot at, at any time I get a burger. Maybe I only eat one half of the bun and then maybe I'll have a little small side of French fries and then don't get crazy with like the, the sodas. Just drink, get water. Like all those those fast food places have water as an option. So it, you can find healthy options no matter where you are. And it's just one of the important things is to find out first is to understand those three macronutrients and then how you can get balance in each of your meals to make sure that you're not oversaturating one of those macronutrients and then tipping the scale too far in the other direction. And also I would stay away from like the over snacky foods, as we just talked about before. Like if we really look at the macronutrient breakdown from the food labels of any of those things in this quote unquote snack aisle, they're very heavy carbohydrate and they don't have some of those other macronutrients that help us with that balanced diet. So that's the first phase of nutrition. And that's all I'm going to talk about today. And then in a future episode, maybe we'll dive a little deeper into actual calories and actual macronutrients and how much maybe an athlete should be doing per thing. But again, these are very individual depend, individualized and dependent on what you're doing, how much you're doing. And a good way to track that is to work backwards. Hope that helps. And I hope you get some information out of that. And I'm going to try to put together a real quick kind of nutritional guide that I can share with you. And if you're interested, just shoot me an email or a DM on Instagram. My email is anthony at primemovementmvmnt.com and Instagram at amacurio. Have a great day. 